0: Spoiler alert, Slash's Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Slash's Paradise today. That's Danny. I'm Lance. What
1: is that sound, Danny? I'm doing uh, tongue clicks. Okay. Thank you. That's an annoying sound, isn't it? Tongue clicks. There was always that one. There was always that one kid, right in in the classroom. (laughs) There was that one kid in the classroom who could do like the I don't know the oh yes the Cameron Fry thing from Ferris Bueller. I used to be able to like water dripping. Yeah. i used to be able to do that uh then i went through puberty and i can't do it anymore puberty. but what I, pu- puberty but what i can do is uh is a form of the tongue click uh that's a little bit louder my mom hates it she really hates it it, it is unnerving but if i could if, if i hit it here's the thing i have to uh-huh. okay let's let's and then just
0: here oh yeah oh, that was a good one all annoying, right huh? you need to loop it sometimes up sometimes you
1: yeah sometimes you do it when you need to make a point or whatever but if you just do it like at a, at a family's gathering or whatever and it's uh you know or thanksgiving and it's quiet and you're just it's annoying yeah we can do like a asmr is it
0: asmr or amsr mm-hmm. yep <laughs> we'll do that like, just of the clicks but uh Today we want to talk about our friends on that have been coming through our fans we of are the reaching show.
1: Out, reaching out to you. Uh, if you're listening to us, we're reaching out to you and giving you a virtual hug. Yes. If you're watching us, look it. Yeah, hug, just a hug. <laughs> yeah. We want to reach out to you guys and talk about how awesome you've been. So, uh, uh, with our, with us on this journey that we started last year and, uh, specifically being able to leave awesome ratings, reviews for the show, whether it's on Apple pods or uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. Yeah, even on our
0: Instagram, we've had a few conversations with people and some of your
1: favorite movies surprised us and you're surprised by ours. Which I mean, you know, we're, we this is a no judgment. This is a fun zone. Yep. You know, this is it's, it's as almost if you are going to come into this area, which is full of horror themes and, and, and scary movies. And we want you to be relaxed. So bring your favorite horror styles and genres, whether it's slashers and relax in this paradise. It's almost like it's a slasher's paradise.
0: Anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, With that said, uh, we really want to talk about one specific review that we had on Apple Podcasts, Danny.
1: No, yeah, because Lance, we did say, uh, and we do say at the end of each uh, uh, episode, if you don't have uh, anything like... uh, specific to say about the show in the reviews we say go ahead and just leave us a recommendation or a request of a show that you would like to see well back in september of 2020 september 10th oh my
0: gosh that was like uh, a genesis right when we
1: started it was right when we started as a matter of fact it was one of the earliest reviews on apple pods it's by the username nick hams and it was a five-star review and this username user said love the perspective you guys have to cover Hereditary. Well, guess what, Nick? We're going to freaking cover hereditary. Hereditary. And, Nick,
0: I have to, above and beyond the five star review and the great uh, recommendation that you made, I have to thank you because, and it's something I know Danny wants to make a point on as well. Mm -hmm. This movie I had not seen and I watched it because of you. And, spoiler alert, I have a new favorite horror film, not like number one, but I have a new top. Ten horror film because of you because of your review i watched this film and i just am so happy that i did i'm also so pissed that i got uh oversold on the movie okay uh we'll talk about the trailer and all that kind of stuff we will um i i was sold on the movie i really wanted to watch it and then the the review trailer came out and everyone's saying how great it was, and then uh, you know another tier of people come in and start talking about, like, hey, it's okay. I'm so mad that I did not watch this movie until, like, two weeks ago, and then again today. So, uh, Nick, thank you for bringing this to the table. Uh, one thing that I did recently <clears throat> do to our episodes is I put the spoiler alert, and it's all because of this episode. Mm-hmm. So this movie is one of those experience movies so I, I, I would love for you to listen to this episode, but I really would love, our horror. if you're a horror fan, horror movie fan like us, we want you to watch these movies. This is a movie you need to experience, so please, 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 spoilers ahead. Please watch this movie. Um, I'm not going to give my, my review yet, but go watch okay. this. Have the experience, and we'll continue on with that, but you are warned,
1: so. Let's keep going. Thank you so much, Nick, for uh this recommendation. And um let me just get started. Because I have a pickle. Bone to pick. I have a problem. You're with, in a pickle. I'm no, I'm not in a pickle because a pickle. I'm not fast enough. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> that's a reference to the sandlot. But I have a bone to pick. We'll settle on that. I have a bone to pick with uh, A24. Okay. I don't pretty, I I don't care too much for this company. And I've talked to all my close friends about my problem with these people. Okay. And this is the problem. Okay. Don't sell me rice and give me chalk, right? Don't sell me one thing and give me quite another. And chalk actually is a reference to the movie. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Here's what I, here's my, here's my issue. A24. What? The witch, right? Or is it the uh, <laughs> uh Hereditary. Yeah. Uh, midsummer. Yeah. And it comes at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I, I have a problem with any company, any movie producing company that sells a bag of goods and delivers on a different bag of goods because i feel like you're trying to trick me don't trick me just tell me what it is and i'll go right but i know they're not looking at danny gonzalez they're not trying to get me specifically into the theaters they're trying to get a lot of people into the theaters here's why i have a bone to pick specifically for this movie the review trailer came out right it's the scariest movie scarier than the exorcist (laughs) okay Why don't we all just take a step back? Because if you're going to walk in to my house and just sit all over my couches with your assless chaps, all chaps are assless. The point is, is that why are you just throwing that big expectation on a lot of us? Yeah, it's, the, it's one of the worst things you can do because everyone's going to go,
0: no, it's not. Right, Exorcist was a phenomenon, and it also came out
1: now forty years ago almost, right? Or fifty years ago? Shit, where are we? In three, in two more years, it's going to be fifty years. Good lord,
0: I'm I'm a millennial, so I go by like no, it is because it was seventy three, right? Yeah,
1: seventy three, right? Oh my god, no, it was seventy two. Next year it's fifty years. Wow, holy moly, we're 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 in the we're in the end game now. We are. Wow. But anyway, I can't were- wait to see what the 50 year anniversary brings. <laughs> anyway,
0: know. right. You cannot <clears throat> put those things out there. And it immediately turned a fan like myself off. Like, no, no, no. You sold me on the first trailer. It's, the, you know, the the bizarre, the clicking and the, the mood. This movie is a mood on its own. Um, and there's one thing that I'm going to probably go into a lot. There's a lot of similarities between this movie and a lot of the movies that have been coming out the last 10 years. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think it like takes it to the next level all those little elements those mood elements those settings even visually a lot of things that
1: we'll talk about but comparing it to the exorcist i mean that's that's a that's a huge that's a huge endeavor to to put that on your fans and i get it you're gonna have the one fans that say no it's not then you're gonna have the other fans that say oh really and then they go watch it expecting to see, you know, <laughs> yeah, heads turning you know, and they're expecting to see that all this that all stuff. stuff. But you know what, Lance, maybe we're getting, maybe we're jumping the gun because you know we, we, we got to make sure that we uh continue our uh new weekly uh, tradition here on the, uh, on the show. Oh uh yes. We have a new game even for a moody film like this. Hey, we, if we're not consistent, <laughs> then we're going to be, we're no better than 824 in my opinion. Yeah, so they're we, the ones making the millions and we're not yeah.
0: well i guess we we kind of are pulling an twenty-four right now because we are selling a moody film a movie a moody review and then we're giving you a drinking game in the middle of it it's
1: slash word danny it's slash word so this week uh we uh we searched high and low yeah uh, we quote look to the northwest it's one of the lines yeah. from hereditary and we uh we called a uh, professional to be uh, the guest for this week's slash word. Yes, and uh, very excited. He's a very personal uh, favorite of mine. But we got a uh, we got Dr. Loomis to Dr. bring us the slash Loomis word. Loomis
0: is giving the slash word today. Uh, I think he's on the line right now. All right. So uh, all right, Dr. Loomis, give us and our fans the slash word of the night.
1: Hello, this is Dr. Sam Loomis. I'm bringing you the slash word for today. It's cake. The blackest cake. The devil's cake. I spent eight years trying to eat it, and then another seven trying to digest it because I realized what was in that cake was purely and simply almonds. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Loomis. Uh there's just something about that voice it's perfect is what it is uh yes uh why are
1: you laughing lance
0: i think it's just it's not only it's dr loomis you know praise praise dr loomis it's the fact that we have a drinking game for this film
1: well you know if uh, but it is
0: Slash's paradise so we have to
1: so at any point in time if you see and or hear the slash word how do you see words if you hear the slash word uh take a, a bev- uh, drink of your favorite beverage i'm having a diet pepsi right now because it doesn't work yeah stay
0: hydrated stay safe drink what you like fill up your tiki cups and here we go danny hi hi okay so back to this right so hereditary <laughs> Do would you like to do the pumpkin spice latte now or later i think i want to do it now all right let's do the pumpkin spice latte for There's hereditary so
1: many aspects of this show i love it the pumpkin spice latte for hereditary a grieving family is uh tormented by different apparitions and visions and are then led to believe that what israel maybe isn't and what isn't maybe is and it's centered around how they deal with that all through learning secrets of their past. And um, there's witchcraft, wizardry. No, there's just witchcraft and some demonic forces. So it is how they deal with it and how they can not only grieve, but also get through this very scary thing, which is a, uh, an entity that is uh, tormenting them. And that's hereditary.
0: Very good. Uh, our breakdown for Hereditary. Uh, it premiered at Sundance on January twenty first, twenty eighteen, uh, but it was actually released to theaters in June on June eighth, twenty eighteen. The budget was ten million dollars. The box office was eighty million dollars. Uh, this film was written and directed by Ari Aster, and uh, the movie stars Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne. And Ann Dowd, and that is Danny's favorite character of this. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Danny. Just going off of your pumpkin spice latte, Mm -hmm. grief, Mm -hmm. suffering, Mm -hmm. family trauma. These are the themes of the movie. Oh, yeah. So remember that we said best movie since Exorcist, the scariest movie since Exorcist. That's what the review said. This is not a horror film right off the bat. No, it's not. Not at all. We start with a eulogy. We start with a funeral. We start with a grieving family. It, like I said, it's a mood. There's something in the beginning. It's one of the first things that you see is this dollhouse.
1: Well, yes. And real quick, what I uh, take away from it is uh, the opening credits. Uh, you know, usually it's like a quote from like Edgar Allan Poe, if it's right. a Nightmare on Elm Street no. movie. But this is the, the obituary. The obituary that's, for the grandmother. Yeah, yes. for the grandmother. So, like, you know, there's a lot of information right away. But, you know, it's, it's I think that's a nice flare gun into the night sky as to that we're not going to be dealing with anything <laughs> that's remotely comfortable.
0: Right. And it, once you watch the full movie, you go back to the obituary you go back to you go back to a lot of details The eulogy that is said after this first scene that i want to talk about but you go back to these things and there's so many little details that you're like oh i missed that i missed that i missed that and that actually means something down the road or it's setting up the story a lot of times when quotes come up you you might even be like i don't i don't know what's that oh yeah i don't want to read
1: i've totally ignored opening quotes almost all the time
0: and then you go back and like oh my god that
1: set up the whole movie Mm -hmm. so i mean there is but you're right yes the dollhouse dollhouses are are creepy man i don't (laughs) like them okay but i wasn't playing with dollhouses but if i see okay here's real quick question real quick story my aunt had a collection of porcelain dolls okay do i need to continue no that's freaking terrifying they were upstairs in my grandma's house i would walk up there and it's the ones that like you know, when you move them, the eyes open. Oh and no, not the eyes, man! Because they always get stuck. Yes, and then one of them's like, and it's like <laughs> slot from the Goonies, you know. But they were terrifying, and they're the ones, right? They're the, and they was always like they're dressed up in clown uh, outfits, or like you know, they have the yeah. the. It's like a girl, and she it's like Little Bo Peep or something, right? And they always follow you with their eyes as you're walking across the room. You're like, I just came in here to get the sweater that I was supposed to get, and they're they're just looking at you, judging. Right. They're so delicate because you, you're like, oh, I want to punch you. But you can't because one, if you don't punch hard, you're going to hurt your hand. And two, if you do break it, glass broken.
0: Right. Remember what I said about coming into this film? I was already I was doing the horror fan eye roll like, oh, OK, uh-huh. what are we watching? And you open up with the dollhouse. And something I said already in this episode is that there's a lot of things that have been done in other horror films. The dollhouse at this point, I'm so tired of it because it never makes sense or it's such a reach or it's way too obvious this movie i did the eye roll and as the movie goes on went that was amazing they did it right
1: yeah because you're watching the movie and the movie is happening the scenes are like in the dollhouse right which okay 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 tony collette's character is a artist but she does these miniature Center, the, the, these dollhouses she yeah but she like it's like to where she makes them like very uh it, it, they're very intricate you know she's got the you know the monocle sort of well, not a monocle but it's like the one it's like what jewelers wear when they like leader like it's, it's like a super magnified very
0: high detailed miniatures but it's i don't know if she's doing the town she has like a big project that she has to do Soon,
1: yeah. Somebody, a, a gallery, obviously, is yeah. keeps on calling about it, and I think like it. It look so. Is Gabriel Byrne, who's her her husband, is he is he her broker? Because he's always, or is he just like uh like a caring, awesome husband who's just like inquiring about? It sounds like deadline?
0: a like a family business sort of thing. I mean, he's got his. I think he. Do we reference his career in this but anyway um it's definitely something that he curates and, and talks about but i mean down the road you kind of find out that there's some family history and there's probably a reason that he's staying on top of her for her projects and making oh, sure. sure yeah yeah so but the dollhouse thing i just have to say i was so fatigued by it. I've seen it in so many movies and it's always done in such a way like what's the point or cool like you you played out a scene but it just doesn't like stay with you um the movie i was at the lodge recently don't. i you're not the lodge was not good. good at all so um if you like i the feel shi- like we're
1: on opposite ends of a room almost <laughs>
0: just watch the shining or watch the others you don't need to watch oh the lodge. wow anyway pointless
1: dollhouse in this one not pointless at all um, no no i mean look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that you're <laughs> that you're wrong or about the lodge. like yes sometimes uh Creepy images are used for the sake of being creepy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get a dollhouse or I'm going to get porcelain dolls or, you know, whatever cliche, creepy imagery, but this one, it had a point and it had, um, you're almost like, cause it's zooming in. It, it zooms into the dollhouse and you're like, okay, it's a bedroom. Cool. I guess it's Mm -hmm. good. And then it just, it zooms in, zooms in. And then once it gets the framing, right. It is the movie. Yeah. That's freaking phenomenal
0: it's phenomenal but again it, it plays with annie the uh, tony collette's character uh it plays with what her actual job is and it comes back so many times you can see the psyche of where she's at uh in her grieving and her anger and her everything by the scenes that she's starting to create and it kind of starts to deteriorate <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Dead Candy. Dedicated entertainment for the dead.
1: Hola, gulos. It's me, Raul El Gul. And I'm coming to you to ask you, follow me on el Instagrams at Raul El Goul, Or in Espanol. Raul El Ghul. Anyway, I am the newest creature feature ghost host with the most. I know all the things of uh, spooky things and that's the story I'm sticking to it. If you want to laugh, you can come there too because if I wasn't called El Ghul, I'll be called Raul El Funny. Follow me on any Instagrams at Raul El Ghul. Hey, When it comes to ghosts, hosts and spooky stuff, you could do a lot worse than Raul, but it doesn't get much better. (laughs) Don't be a stupid. Be a gulo. Adios. What, Danny? What? It's not about what you're saying, Lance. It's It's about another bone I have to pick with whoever makes the decisions. Okay, look. Oscars, right? The Oscars, right? They're fine. They're blown up awards assembly, yada yada yada. All right, they're very. It's a very prestigious uh, moment for any actor, anybody involved in cinema and whatnot. The Oscars, I feel, have a prejudice against horror movies. Absolutely. Not okay. Lest we forget, by the way, it was 1973 that The Exorcist came out. And who The Exorcist was nominated for Best Picture, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But, it was all, but uh, uh, Linda Blair was nominated for Best Actor or Best Supporting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, not since then have we seen like any real kudos being paid to the horror genre when this movie came out everyone was like and me included when i finally saw it holy moly tony collette run away yeah best actor actress uh category she's gonna run away with it she wasn't even nominated yeah what the flying shit is going (laughs) on here what the flying Crouched up in the corner of a room, swimming across the ceiling. Shit is going on here. What in the holy hell of... It made me want to run my head into a freaking light pole and lose it when I saw that she (laughs) didn't get nominated. From now on, by the way, this is just turning into a Tony Collette appreciation uh, day for me. Because Tony Collette is not only phenomenal. Oh, my God. It's like... Because I don't know if you all know, but I am an actor as well. Whenever you see a performance like that, it can be so intimidating. Yeah. And absolutely. that is an incredibly intimidating performance, awe-inspiring. But like, okay, Tony Kalech, this is like horror movie. Horror movie with a purpose, right? Like always a message, always like on the on the fringe. Yeah. Fringe horror movies, like thriller slash, or, or dark comedy, like Krampus. So, so Krampus, hereditary, but lest we forget. She was brand new to us in The Sixth Sense. Yes, but again, the purpose, right? The purpose of the horror film, you think it's a thriller the whole time and it's just got some stuff going on, but you're right. No, I mean, like, Tony Collette was wholeheartedly, 100%, unequivocally, I'm not saying anything new that anyone who has seen this movie and has not heard the pundits say, robbed Robbed. for this performance. Absolutely. If you watch this movie for no other reason besides watching it for Tony Collette's performance, you're doing yourself a, a, a... a service by doing that watch it just for that moment for that entire moment which is her awesome performance but not just her this cast really i think it was i think it was so beautifully cast Yes, not only Tony Collette,
0: but Alex Wolf. You're that's uh, that's your boy. That's my boy. Uh, in from this film, I didn't really know Alex Wolf before this, but now I'm gonna start watching everything. It's just like Heath Ledger. Once Heath Ledger's on was on your map, I'm gonna watch everything he does. Yep. Michael Keaton, everything. I'm gonna watch yeah, everything Michael Keaton does. That's my guy. This dude, he went full method for this. Um, kind of at the request of uh, Ari Aster, who wrote and directed the film. He kind of had the characters going out together, and he kind of promoted a method, which you can speak way more for than I can, but just the interesting facts of this, he wanted these dynamics to be real, so he would send them out to lunch together, but they had to be in character. Oh, Uh, that must have been
1: annoying for the people around, uh, what was his name? Wolf? Alex Wolf? Uh, Because- Who (laughs) plays Peter? Peter. He's very moody, and he's very- He's
0: very moody- yes and but he has a dynamic with charlie his little sister um
1: it's kind of caring but he's also like he's like a pothead and he's just a high school yeah he's a high school kid like you know he's uh he's not uh the popular kid but he's not you know ostracized he's not like you know bullied or anything he's pretty much in the middle he's got his group of friends you know uh He's dealing with whatever boys still, you know, deal with in that age. They're, you know, they're looking at girls and or, or, you know, they're 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 coming into their own, you know, uh, adulthood. And so, yeah, like the 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 stereotypical moments of like a high school drama or what a teen would go through are
0: there, you know yeah and and he pulls you in because he's so real in that sense like he's got a crush on the girl that sits in front of him he kind of just stares at her at times but he has the the guts to talk to her and you know like oh
1: you want to smoke weed like i have a really you know that's his what are you smiling at i'm smiling (laughs) look i have to find a fine line in how i talk about certain things but like Uh, Just because I'm not meaning any offense to the actors and or the performances themselves. But like sometimes they make me laugh. It's very uncomfortable to hear somebody cry. Okay, it's very uncomfortable to hear somebody like um, uh, like uh, cry, moan and scream. Right. When he does it, it's because his voice is kind of like at that deep register. Mm. It just uh, it's uh, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's. (laughs) Just makes me laugh sometimes. That's all. It makes me laugh because he's like, ah, ah, ah. you know, he's like, he's at a oh, deeper voice. Man, what but the fuck? I'm, I can't talk about it.
0: It's so guttural at times. I mean, when he he loses it over an incident, which we'll get to in a minute, but that scene it's so guttural because his friends are just going off Remember, you know yeah, yeah. About under the bleachers his friends are going off about god knows what and just kind of getting started about nothing
1: you know but but yes and I, he
0: I loses it and just needs his hand held by a friend like imagine being in the was he 7 16 17 year old kid and having to like be one of the cool kids the pressures of high school and all this kind sure. of stuff and be like just hold my hands like and he's just losing it. you watch him melt A lot of times when he goes into the emotional scenes, when he starts crying, he, you see it well up in his eyes. You see his face just melt. I,
1: I just love his character. I love everything that he did in this film. You're right. I mean, I was being, I would be a little prick about it, but like, look, we're talking about, uh, that moment and everything, you know, after that moment and a little bit before, because here comes the huge spoiler guys. Okay. Um, there is a okay so it deals with a trip with, with trauma already or uh grief already right but it's a it's almost like it's a an accepted grief because it's a grandma passing away you know she was older um that the, the eulogy is very weird right tony collette right you know, it's like i don't i would be awkward hearing a daughter talk about her mother that way in a eulogy but that's it, it's almost seemed like a um like a therapy session, you know, but she's doing it there at the uh, at the funeral home.
0: Yeah, it's an. Uh, I mean, her and her mom are estranged, and then kind of close. I mean, you, it, but it sets up what their relationship was, which kind of becomes important down the road. Uh, but it is uncomfortable, and it's just like. You but can't however, quite touch it. if you're estranged from your mother, you'll probably get. There's a lot of things in this movie. Like if you've experienced this kind of thing with your family, you're gonna get it. It's gonna hit really deep.
1: Oh sure, yeah, but I mean, I think. I uh, at one point or another, somebody, you know, we can all have or do go through loss uh, of a family member. This one, it was like, okay, these are normal things that I am ready for. And then like, well, that's not, I've usually been at more, I guess, like non-drama filled (laughs) eulogies. So when she's like kind of like airing, you know, her, I guess like her personal grievances with her mom. It's like kind of, and it's like, it's so kind of glossed over. I think everyone in the, in the audience is, you know, they're, they're dealing with it in their own way, but nobody really like calls her out on it. But here's the thing. Uh, that's the grief in the beginning, but there is a huge traumatic moment in the movie itself or that you see play out rather, mm-hmm. that is a tipping point for, I guess, when the movie, the movie was already, you know, like on three wheels at this point, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Then it really just like, yeah. you know, goes into overdrive. Like I
0: said, it's a mood. We're setting up the characters and all this kind of stuff. We know that there's some kind of oddness between the family um, and we're introduced to Charlie kind of an odd girl i mean she does these bizarre drawings and uh this clicking sound she actually has during her grandmother's funeral while she's you know doodling these odd and kind of creepy uh photos and even her dad's like okay let's let's
1: yeah she's 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 a incredibly odd uh ball but you know what like it doesn't look like they have uh but she's functioning you know
0: what i mean yeah
1: she's totally like it, it you know she's she's just, she's just odd. You know, um, she, maybe the depiction is, you know, a little, uh, uh, as if maybe alluding to maybe she may be on the spectrum or something like that, but I'm not sure. And I don't want to make assumptions, but she is very much functioning within the surroundings, but is odd and does these tongue clicks and does these odd drawings Mm -hmm. and does these like sculptures, but it's revealed that the relationship between Charlie and the grandma was very close, mm. almost to the point of like, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Okay, so there it's it, it's actually depicted in the dollhouse. It's very yes. it's one of the miniatures. Um and um Annie Annie does references. This is Tony Collette's character references that. Yeah. Oh, when you were growing up, you you know your grandma took so good care of you, and you were her favorite, and um insisted that she had to feed you and wouldn't even let me and i'm over here thinking i'm like okay what she got the bottle and like fed her no No. the grandma breastfed the daughter the granddaughter you know and it's like it's shown in miniatures and you're like
0: yeah but that that does so much because it's also yeah it does
1: so much Freaking creeps me the hell out. Well, it's
0: creepy, but it's also Annie portrays this thing. Like she, she's the one that is carving these little miniatures and stuff, and she's the one that sets up this scene of her mom. Uh, well, it's, it's Annie holding Charlie as a baby, and her mom with her breast out. uh But the fact that Annie is creating, recreating that scene—why is she recreating that scene? That's so bizarre and it's so creepy.
1: Well, so wait, wait, we're talking about trauma at all, all the different levels. It doesn't have to be on the surface because, like annie is it's alluded to that or or you assume that she's got it pretty much together because she's like doing her you know her work and stuff like that and she's having normal conversations with her daughter and with uh peter so it's like yeah for for most part but as the movie goes on you realize that she was never really okay you know Mm -hmm. i mean from the eulogy you know that's like huh that's interesting maybe she just had a had a moment there but uh, no, she's, uh, she's definitely dealing with a lot of the past that's kind of reared its ugly head at this point. Right. But the big moment, I still haven't got to it. I'm about to. So Peter asks, Hey, I want to go to a party. And, you know, Annie, his mom is just giving him like a, who's going to be there sort of thing that she'd do when you go to a party, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to be by myself. I'm gonna. She's like, Oh, are you going to take your sister? Right. Yeah. But it's like I talked to Caitlin about this. I'm like, I just don't. It didn't. <laughs> We've all heard and gone through. I think at one point or another, whether you were the younger sibling or not, the or seen it depicted. Okay, but you can only go to the party if you take your brother, take your sister, you know, and it's like, oh, mom, oh my God, I don't want to, you know, there's an age gap, there's a significant age gap, she would be out of place, but I guess this was just like, not really, she's, uh,
0: she's 13, and he's like, 16, 17.
1: Okay, well, maybe she just is a a very, she's a young looking Mm -hmm. 13, right? I mean, but here's the thing, like. I just, I get it from the from the mom's perspective about trying to get her daughter, like, you know, out of the house. And she knows that she's dealing with, you know, the the grandma passing away a little differently. You know, she's uh, talking about, um, name? Charlie, Charlie, talking about Charlie. So, convinces Peter to take Charlie to the party. The party is happening and, you know, they're just hanging out and Charlie's just kind of, you know, in between just doing nothing and uh peter like you said does uh approach a girl tries to talk to her says hey i have really good weed they're gonna go to the to the room to go smoke it and charlie stops him because she's like i don't know anybody here like you know don't leave me and he's like hey hey can you just hang out for a little bit she's like no no and you feel bad for her like you know she just she's obviously awkward in this moment but then uh this whole time they've been making cake you know, mm. they, they're going to make it. That's a badass party, by the way. Let me just tell you uh, something. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Who makes just, a cake at a party? But. Fucking the best party. You're just making a chocolate, big-ass chocolate cake, and they're starting to cut pieces and give them out. Uh, anyone there, any, I'm sorry, anyone watching the movie knows already shit's wrong because earlier in the movie, they show Charlie eating a chocolate bar, and her dad uh, asks, hey there's no nuts in that right she's like right. no okay because we don't have the epipen. okay she's allergic to nuts they are being gratuitous with how much freaking nuts they're putting into this cake it's funny that you
0: say that because the first time i watched that i thought nothing of it today when i watched it, i was like oh my god it was right in front of me the whole time but yeah you're right like just walnuts just getting chopped and like I've never been to. A, I've been to big parties, kind of like that. Oh, yeah, nobody was in the, the kitchen making a cake. You know what I mean? Like I've been all the big
1: parties. That. You know, it's I'm this just...
0: generation, man. Like you guys are, you know, doing doing all kinds of new stuff. But yeah,
1: just making cakes at parties at a at a banger of a party. By the way, like that party was fun, yeah. and it wasn't like crazy or anything like that. In, when I say, but like okay, so they're making the cake. They make the cake. They're hand, they may have been that was too. I, I watched the great british baking show okay very- i know how fast you have to turn a cake around okay so them they may have had another cake and they were just like let's make another one because this cake is amazing so i started to get- I have, have say cake too many times uh, <laughs> you cut it and next thing you know you just see charlie going ham going nick hams yeah. on this uh cake and you know that there's nuts in there so you know something's about to happen Right. Well something does happen. She has an allergic reaction. She finds Peter. She says, Peter, I can't breathe. My throat is closing. And he realizes what's going on. So it's so sweet the way he's carrying her. You saw that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I love I mean, we have we have to set up one thing before this, which was uh Peter and Annie right before he asks, Can I go to the party? And it's kinda pushed like, you know, you can take your sister. Cause Annie is constantly pushing Charlie to like be normal or do normal things or something, something like that. Yes. But he said, but she said, Annie says to Peter, are you going to drink? Oh, we're not old enough. <laughs> I love that. All oh, right. Well, yeah. We're not old enough to drink. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> are you going to
1: drink? <laughs> you know? Then, because, yeah, he, he's giving it back to her. You know? Like, he's like kind of. He,
0: yeah. In a very light way. Not the cliche way. um oh, mom. I can't drink. You know? It's it's not a slasher flick. It's, no.
1: No, not at all.
0: It's a very real, like, I'm not old enough to drink, mom. We, we're not comfortable talking about that yet, are we? Like, there's moments you have with your mom, right? Where you're like, oh, oh, I'm sure. not talking about that yet. And she's like. <sighs> that's
1: bullshit are you gonna be drinking tonight yeah he's (laughs) like well well, you're not old enough to buy the drinks if we want to she's like okay so okay
0: but he's kind of like yeah i'll take her if she wants to go yeah he never
1: really fights it but he does in this moment he's just like hey can i'm just gonna go hang out because he's like he really likes the girl it it it, you know you you would assume so he's like i want to go hang out with her and stuff like that and uh so yeah, we yeah. So he has to leave the party. So he has to leave the party, but
0: there is a kindness that he has towards Charlie. Of course, he, it's you know, and right. now he's panicking because he's like, "Oh shit, this is my responsibility." Yeah, and now I'm high, which I told my mom I wasn't going to drink. We never we never talked about drugs or anything else. I mean, he's, he's
1: yeah, he probably was right. He's like because he's like, "I'm a pot smoker." I don't, I don't <laughs> drink.
0: Come on, mom, I don't <laughs> drink. God,
1: <laughs> weed on the other hand, yeah. I'm gonna so it is a
0: panic. It is a caring moment. You're like, "Oh shit!" There is a sense of i think panic is just the word it's, yeah it's not even suspenseful it's just like oh shit this is a big deal because you
1: know the party is a little bit out in the boonies so it's like is he gonna get to wherever he needs to get to on time does he have the epi pen in the right. car who knows so he gets her in the car she's in the back scene she's hyperventilating she cannot breathe and she's like you know she's you know grabbing at her throat and stuff it's very uncomfortable he's like i'm gonna get you to the hospital charlie i'm sorry and she rolls down the window because she's like i can't breathe so she like needs air right she sticks her head out the window okay she sticks her head out the window, and Peter's driving, looks back to her. He says, you know, hey, what do you know? Or just maybe says her name. There's a dead deer in the road. He veers to, pat, to, to miss the deer that's on the road, and he veers so much that he gets right next to a telephone pole that Charlie's head hits, and she gets decapitated immediately. Yes. And it is gruesome.
0: And I I think we're almost at the exact time mark that this happened. I was watching this and I text Danny. I'm like, Well, I'm depressed now. Uh, I mean, she got her block knocked off it's by like, the telephone. Pole. It's literally like thirty-two minutes into the film because I remember looking at it like you sold me the trailer was all about this girl and her mom i didn't even see you know i didn't see peter barely in the trailer so you you just took her out of the equation 30 minutes into a two and a half hour movie or however long it is i'm like what am i watching now you know and this this gruesome like terrifying accident those are what get me final destination got me as a kid when i watched that film like accidental things and gruesome you know brutality that is so like guttural it, it just like it tears me up to see that you know what i mean so yeah, this I do. scene I, I
1: i this scene oh. i think what also makes it so effective is because of as soon as she goes to peter in the in the party it's like by the way also have to talk about the sound if you notice if you have if you turn it up or like you don't have to turn it up just have it at a normal volume you'll think that you're like kind of you're yourself being uneasy they feed like a bass, overall, like almost like static, like like when like tension yeah. is rising or something like that. It's very unnerving. But anyway, the 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 intensity is risen, right? And he's like carrying Charlie. puts it. Charlie, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get. We're gonna go. She's like, oh, I can't breathe. Butter, butter, Window, window, dear, dear. Head off. Stillness. Yeah. And that's what makes it so effective. And they let the stillness just you they let you live in that moment. And um Alex Wolf does an ama- Alex, right? Yes. It does an amazing job in this moment because he just sits there. He does he is so obviously traumatized as to what just happened. He knows what just happened. But it's almost like he doesn't want to turn around because he's like, I I know she's not there. Or if anything, she is barely hanging on to life. I know it. I know, and you could see he looks in the rearview mirror and he sees her. You know, it's a very quick sh- shot. He sees her decapitated body still sitting in the back seat. Guys, we're not making this shit up. It's freaking disturbing. It's disturbia. Okay, starring Shia LaBeouf. It is so. Whoa, there's
0: uh, there's so many things about this thing that I want to talk about, and it's exactly what you just talked about he's like he's sitting there just completely still and is like i said he melts his eyes are just welting the whole time and he i don't know if you caught it but he kind of goes like huh like he's gonna say are you okay but he can't and yeah. then he and then we go down to the the foot on the brake and the car is stopped everything is done and he slowly lets his foot off the brake this uh, actual moment was based on um a true uh event Uh, oh yes i believe it was in georgia and correct me if i'm wrong on the reviews uh if you write us one um but i believe it was in georgia there was two young men that got drunk from a party um one of them swerved off decapitated his friend did not know that he had done this so this is obviously the the difference the difference in these two things but he didn't know that he did it then he goes home gets in bed not knowing that his decapitated friend is still in the back seat so this was actually a real life, uh, event that we played into our movie. So. I
1: think that's probably the moment myself where I was like screaming at the, I mean, I mean, I was screaming a lot, but I was like <laughs> screaming at the movie because I was like, tell somebody do something. Dude, he, Peter just gets home, parks the car. The decapitated body is still in the back. The amount of blood. I don't even want to talk. Okay. Anyway, he goes into his house and he just lays down and goes to sleep. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you have to process trauma this way. Not going to do that. I am talking about this in the level of intensity. I'm talking about this because the movie did an amazing job in showing us this moment. Right? Yes. So, so, it doesn't still change the fact that I'm still screaming my fucking hat off. Tell somebody. And he doesn't. So we have to listen the next morning to, and I watched it the second time recently with captions on. By the way, let me just say something real quick about captions. Side note. Mm watch movies with captions on sometimes, sometimes. if you're, if you're going to oh, do like second viewing yes if you're going to do like a second viewing or something yeah. like that uh because my second viewing into black christmas i was so happy oh, that yeah. i had the the yeah, subtitles. i need to do that yeah. you need to um but a lot of times uh things get lost and but things get so much added with these mm. subtitles because in the descriptions it'll say like whatever inaudible but like m- I will say, oh, I hear her crying, but it, it will say there. And I'm just using this as an example. Oh, she's crying. which is like moans excruciatingly. Right. And I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. that changes the moment. Right. Okay. So he goes to sleep and wakes up in the morning and you hear Tony Collette, you hear Annie talking to uh, Gabriel Byrne, uh, her husband's like, Hey, I'm going to go out. Okay, cool. Do you need anything? No. And it's like, how many, I mean, I've had this conversation that you've know, had this like, Hey, I'm going to uh, go to the store real quick. Do you need anything? It's like, so you're almost like, Oh my God, you're about to have the, the, the most traumatic experience of your life, right? This moment. Mm-hmm. And you never see it. You never see her see the body. You just hear it all. But your full fo- your, the focus is Peter's face. Mm-hmm. Oh dude. It's so like, cause, okay. You want to talk about another reason why, uh, sh- Tony Collette is phenomenal. Her anguish in this moment is so—it's like a—it's like a huge weighted blanket that you just kind of put on. You're just like, oh man, you it's feel it. Awful. I—I I was playing this earlier, uh,
0: loud <laughs> on my TV, and my fiance heard it in the other room. She's like, "That's giving me so much fucking anxiety. What is that?" like I I can't handle it anymore. I had to like mute it and get past this scene because it's that blood curdling and also emotional. And again, if you've suffered any family trauma or any of these moments and it's weird because I didn't think about it until just now, I've had one of these moments where, um, where you're talking about where it's just like normal part of the day. And then all of a sudden there's just drama happening and somebody's incapacitated or something's going on. It happened to my mom actually, but, um, that moment was so anxiety and it kind of ties in with the music that we Mm had just heard where it's just like anxiety 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's so real and so true and go back to Peter he's asleep in this and it's almost like I, I just put myself in his shoes thinking this has to be a nightmare there's no way my normal life was just changed that much right so you wake up to the trauma hitting the real world and he's just still in shock and
1: Oh, it's just God, it, it, scene, like, man, like guys i'm glad we're still playing slashword at this point but like um oh. <laughs> the point is is that yeah uh this is a a uh, heavy heavy roller coaster of a movie we're not going to talk about every scene but obviously this one is a huge tipping point throughout the entire uh thing but uh we'll talk about a little bit more about you know the specifics of the plot so it's revealed that you know and also one more thing they show the head anyway okay so going forward you know there's a little bit of uh uh you know tony collette's going to grief counseling it's revealed that she had a traumatic experience she sleepwalks and had a traumatic experience this is the reason that peter views her a little bit differently uh she basically she slept walk and uh doused Peter and Charlie when they were younger and in herself pain, and herself in paint dinner and uh, woke herself up by striking the matches. So, okay. This family's fucked up. Okay. Yeah. But you remove the horror elements. This could be a very messed up traumatic family. We, add the horror elements we haven't really touched on horror
0: elements besides i mean she sees her mom for one second in the very beginning That's and okay. he sees her mom terrifying. It, it is a terrifying is scene so but it's scary. so like it's just like you see a faded figure and of, she's
1: smiling okay i he, have to say something lance if you put a figure in the dark and you make them smile at me he's smiling he's at me smiling. <laughs> anyway uh, it's going to be extra creepy. The figure's in the corner, right? All right, so tonight, when you guys are in your room, practice, okay? <laughs> what? When you're in your room tonight, turn out all the lights, you're about to go to bed, okay? And usually the figure that's in the corner is it's always there, right? Okay, so the figure in the corner, imagine then when you see it, imagine it smiling at you. Yeah. It's extra creepy, right? If I'm if okay, I'm the figure. I'm in the corner and I apologize for the user they're just listening but if you watch this this is, this is the moment right so I'm in the figure in the corner I'm just like oh shit that guy's scary oh, right there's somebody, oh, there. Man, there's oh, somebody okay. there okay I'm the figure in the corner now nope right it's also the way I smile too anyway uh, it's just extra okay and that's not the only time in the movie you're going to see smiling people nope. in the darkness corner, okay? So that's all I'm saying. Adding smiling to it. It's like when I always said it was like, you know, when you go into these slasher movies, right? And they're walking around. They're like, hello? Claude? No. Is, is anyone there? I was like, is anyone there? I was like, how scary would it be if they're like, is anyone there? Yes. <gasps> yeah like somebody finally answers them but answers them in the way i guess it's like almost like batman uh, begins where are you oh. here <laughs> yeah anyway um that's i'm talk about yeah the
0: smiling faces the oh man and again this is a precursor there's something kind of thrown in there where like, oh that was weird and then later on it's a super creepy sting or like oh fuck why is that back anyway uh the music of this i talked about the mood mm-hmm. um i kind of want to talk about um We didn't even get to our Halloween part, which we got, we got to talk about, but the composer Colin Stetson uh, found inspiration for the score through the sounds of water and animals while walking around in pitch black night.
1: That is the mood setter of this film. Imagine that. I do. I can, because one time, you know, as all of you know, I grew, grew up on the ranch. That's my, uh, uh, Cameron, uh, Tucker from Modern Family sort of thing. Anyway, okay. so y'all know I grew up on the ranch and one time I was cuz look, when it gets dark in the country, mm-hmm. it gets dark. Mm-hmm. If the moon's not out and shining bright, you are going to see absolutely diddly squat. Right. All right, so one time I was hunting, right? And uh yeah the rule, the rule is the rule. If you are you know, never get out of the blind until I come back for you that's my dad telling me never get out of the blind so i get come back for you fine and uh, not all blinds are made the same right so this blind was two tractor tires on top of each other right and you're inside the tractor tires and on top of a platform very cool very awesome very efficient okay i'm done hunting right the the, <laughs> the sun is going down i'm like where are you dad the sun is now down completely it is pitch black dude pitch black and dad's eventually you know I see the lights he's coming but he's you know he's he's far away but it is so dark and then all I hear is <laughs> I was like what the freak is going on and I'm like I have a I have a, a rifle I'm not gonna be able to you know like like help myself you know I'm not and it was like I told my dad I'm like and then I heard he was like mm, now probably come they, that that's probably where they live I'm like is that where they live yeah anyway you know what that always
0: makes me this is a total total side note but i always think about oh my god bats and owls and then you see the bullshit that's living in australia and you're like you imagine fucking man bat just flying around over you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> not because if, if a bat flies by it's was like right here in america but bats over there in
0: australia literally the size of my fiance like they are
1: huge they are huge bats
0: in australia man bats fuck anyway back back to the
1: movie (laughs) back to the movie right Uh, yeah uh uh the the music the music is is so unnerving because there are a lot of points in in the movie where you don't even think that you're listening to music you're like yeah is that it's just and it's the I did it last night when I was watching. It. I paused it. I'm like, okay, what speaker is busted? And it was the movie. It was, it's, it, you know, because it's right. just like right. Anyway. And, and imagine that in
0: indoor scenes and outdoor scenes, and it is very woodsy. It's the Northwest, right? or Oregon or Portland somewhere in there. I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's just so fucking creepy the whole time. But then again, those scenes where we get to just play out the scene, which is so important. I I feel like a lot of people don't let actors continue the scene and let things set in that's what makes it so much more real is mm-hmm. like you get to, to, to feel those things um that on top of again this is something else that's been done quite a bit with like um the conjuring movies and insidious movies mm. when you have a lot to look at in a house and the house is creepy itself this a good chunk of this movie when they're inside of their house i'm like looking around like there's something going on here and there is there's actually a pagan symbolism and on different stories of the house and different parts of the house and they have different meanings. Uh, like there's triangles for like the Trinity of the women or being the anti Trinity, which we turn out to be kind of heading towards There's squares, there's circles, which is like the, the idea of Genesis or infinity and all this kind of stuff. So, again watch this movie but watch it two three four times watch it with the subtitles watch all of it because there's so much going on with this mood of music and these wide open scenes where there's more going on in the background which i love i've talked about that with you Mm uh the paranormal activity movies i think are not rewatchable because there's nothing going on in the background you know what i mean like you you get to see the action. Oh, cool! There's a ghost thing, but there's not more
1: going on, which, which is, I always thought was missing. Which is why the haunting of Hill House is good when you know going into the beginning, episode one, that there are so many hidden things. Not like where's Waldo. There yeah. are so there are hidden ghosts in the haunting of Hill House, and I think uh, Blind Manor as well. So it's like that aspect. And you mentioned Conjuring Insidious. Like James Wan is a, is a magician at doing that, mm-hmm. where your eyes are like. Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? And maybe it's there, but maybe it's not. And yeah. that is the point, right? It's what Alfred Hitchcock said, you know, is, is, is the way he does uh, terror. You know, he's right. like, these um, yes. like two scenes. It's like, uh, you know, the man's got the bomb and it's like, uh, you, he walks into a room and he's holding the bomb. It's about to explode. He's like, all right, now do the scene again, except you don't tell the audience about the bomb. You put the bomb in the desk and there's two men talking about baseball, but you tell the audience, about the bomb except the two guys talking about baseball don't know it and what are they saying stop talking about baseball there's a bomb in the desk right so it's like it's not about what you show it's about what you don't show and i think this that you're right this movie does do that very well however i will say this this is me personally because this is what slash paradise is obviously this is about how we feel towards certain things um i know i'm not stupid Okay, I know that when you think of witchcraft and um, Wick wiccan, what is it? The, wiccan. Yeah, it's not summoning the devil all the time. I understand that. I know that. But in this case, it is in this movie. <laughs> I don't like that shit. Okay, was raised Catholic. It scares the shit out of me. Okay, I didn't like it personally. When it eventually gets to the end, because like, look, yes, there are with it, it is centered around a... coven. Okay, blah blah blah. Spoiler: Look, uh, the grandma who just died was the head of the coven. Okay, mm-hmm. she's the head of the coven, and it is revealed that throughout that this family has been trying to summon a a, a, a king of hell yeah. to in, possess a body of a of one of the children to then live on to to the people who conjured up and his name is paymon 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 demon Ugh, i got i got chills just saying it because oh, me gusta. i hate that shit man <laughs> i don't like it uh but it's, it, it was really scary and i guess you know that's that's probably the aspect of where someone would say it's scarier than the exorcist right because it deals with you know religious emotions here you yeah. know because say what you want the fact that is, if you're talking about hell and and layers of hell, is, Paymon, you are one of the eight kings of hell. First of all, I do not know no, no, there was kings in hell. This is ridiculous, but, <laughs> but but that is all introduced through, um, uh, religious literature. Reli- religion has introduced these aspects, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there is that coalition and that tie-in, but for me, personally. Oh, that scared the shit out of me, man. I hated it. I hated it because I'm like, no, I came so far to believe about that, 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 uh, witching witches and and Wiccan and all that stuff is not necessarily about putting a spell on someone so that, you know, they vomit frogs or whatever the hell, you know, like I've come a long way and now you're showing me this movie. And what does it show me that these witches are summoning Kings of hell? Okay. Okay, so that just does great with the relationship I have with witches. There.
0: <laughs> it's not just, a, I mean, it's a cult film, which away from slashers is like one of my favorite things. I, I am into the occult. I am, it's more of a researching thing. Like I just love to know about other religions and mm-hmm. you know, away from my own, but I just, that's my thing. So away from slasher flicks, this is where you get me. So you got me with a good, a well-acted family trauma, which a family trauma film And then you add the cult, the coven aspect to it. I was like, well, thank you. I mean, I I love it. Plus, you have uh, possessions going on. And uh, that's where I'm like, oh, man, this movie, uh, it's become one of my top 10 because of those elements being, being latched on at the end. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. The whole movie is not about witchcraft or cults or any of that kind of no, stuff. No, it's not about... The very end, it
1: like comes together and... It's not about the whole movie, right? You're right. But <sighs> it, sure, it sticks the landing, okay? This movie really does stick the landing. And what do we talk about with Bloody Valentine? What? Endings matter, okay? Yeah. The remake. Endings matter. And this ending... Holy shit, okay? Look, I don't want to like go scene by scene or step by step, but I will a little bit because there is a moment where eventually... Uh, this Paymon has been summoned and is jumping from uh, pretty much person to person and like infecting them in certain ways. Uh, but it is, it is revealed that apparently Paymon needs to live in a, in a male host and that Charlie was supposed to be a boy. So that pain, cause it was a, it was like a, she was the chosen host for payment yeah but charlie was a girl so they're going by the ways of correcting that i suppose this coven okay um hasn't pays no mind to the fact that you know they're, they're continuing on now that even though lee or the grandma has passed away but oh dude if you want scary shit and now flash Back to all the things I was talking about when the Tony Collette. I'm like, this really knocks my head off. This really makes me want to creep in a corner. All that is because obviously the knocking the head off. But the second one, Tony Collette then gets pretty much possessed and is <sighs> Alex, sorry, Peter has a moment at his school where he breaks his own nose because he's been tormented by this, you know, the spirit and this force and he goes home and he falls asleep right they bring him home and uh at one point uh annie who's Tony, Collette, is so convinced that if you burn the book that she was able to conjure right oh yeah. gosh okay i'm sorry guys i have to time out and i have to just say one thing Fuck Joan. I'm sorry. I hate her. I hate her because she had an agenda and she messed with this family who probably could have got through this trauma. But she was like, you know, second witch to the...
0: Yeah, she's perpetuating everything coming to light. Um, I don't know where you're going with Joan, but Joan is... She's the one that gets uh, Annie into therapy and all this kind of stuff and becomes her friend. And, uh, and that's see.
1: all bullshit. That's why I say fuck Joan because she preyed upon Annie. Yeah. She knew that she was going to be able to, be, she knew that she had the tricks. She's a yeah. witch, you know, she knew what to do. So she was able to, you know, attack the vulnerability of Annie who had just lost Charlie and get her to do. She was like, you got to say these spells and you have to, everyone has to be in the house. That was all for the fucking, you know, pangea what's it uh, for for payment what's his name paymon. paymon it was all for him it was all for uh pandora so it, you're was, really gonna
0: anger a real demon right now Danny? that's r-
1: actually you know what you know what yeah i believe in god and i'm protected so there There you go okay anyway yes. <laughs> Bur- you know, says burn the thing that is Charlie's uh, uh scrapbook. She tells Gabriel Byrne to do it, he doesn't want to do it. He's like, You need help! Oh my god, by the way, we even talked about Gabriel Byrne, how amazing this dude is, and how, as this father character trying to keep it together, I mean, he's like so underappreciated as an actor, Gabriel Byrne. Yes,
0: and even in this movie, I kind of said it to you, it's like it's like having Babe Ruth or something on the bench, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he doesn't even shine i don't I do know he don't, doesn't
1: he doesn't flex his his, his he big, doesn't even have to you know what i mean muscles like, basically i, I think
0: uh, tony collette and alex wolf steal the show in this and then you still have gabriel burn just kind of sitting there and like you know perpetuating the story and still so good and like man like imagine just having that dh you know i mean seriously, <laughs> the gabriel burn if
1: you guys don't know uh started in You know, he's he's been an actor for so long, and he's he's so wide array. He could do so much. But I remember him specifically from End of Days. Come on. He plays the devil. It's all tied together. You know, End of Days starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, Come on, do it. Come on. Come on, let's get serious.
0: All right, back to the scene in the fireplace. So the scene,
1: uh, she's like, throw it in the fire. I can't do it because when I threw it in the fire, I started burning because obviously that's a link to whatever guys okay so she so he's like i'm not gonna do it you're sick and she's like oh fuck it she gets it and she throws it in the fire and he burns up burns to a crisp okay Al, uh, peter has slept through this whole thing she he wakes up and what is happening because as she's seen her husband you know like you know burn to death she's like ah. and then there's just like a change in her face and you could tell something sums up right yeah. so now she's got the demon in her it's that he wakes up and try this at night when you're going to sleep too, guys, this is another fun thing to try in the dark. Okay. So he wakes up and if you ever wake up in the middle of the night, just imagine that something is in the corner of your room in the darkest corner and your eyes, remember you wake up and you can't really see cause it's dark in there. If you, if you know, you sleep in the dark and it's just like in the corner on the ceiling, on the ceiling up <laughs> in the top. <laughs> right. So just try it at home. This is a DIY. And um it's just there and Peter's waking up slowly and the it's Tony Collette. But you don't see her face. Her hair's in front of her. So it's you know what actually? It's very Reagan-ish, you yeah, know? Cause it it's is. like She's got almost like pajamas that she's wearing, right? And she's like in the corner, and like he's waking up. And this is the creepy part. It's like almost Exorcist three, except this is done way better. Um, Exorcist three is ridiculous. When the when I know, okay, okay. Uh, he is looking around, and right when he think he's gonna look to see where she's at, she freaking swims through the air <laughs> like a little demon goblin, and just like leaves. It's very very creepy anyway it's disturbing because again we get a lot of screen time where you're just
0: looking at this thing in the corner you let it sit you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not like oh there it is and now it's done like he's waking up he's broken his own nose by the way that scene i kind of told you about he went so method that he asked um Ari asked her if he could actually smash his face into a real desk and break his nose for real they said no no we're we're gonna pass on that and he's like, okay, but can I smash my face? I goes, yeah, yeah, you can smash your face. We're going to put some padding down there. He smashed his face so hard that he actually re-dislocated his jaw. An old injury. And when he's doing wow. the scene where he's got his arm up and he's kind of becoming like maybe possessed or something. Been t- yeah. Um, and he actually dislocates his jaw. In this. So, again, back to this scene. He's waking up so slow. The suspense is there. And, I mean, I, I got a big screen. I had all the lights off at this point because I'm like, I'm invested in this movie. Remember like, I told you,
1: I said, I said, watch it but watch it you know like watch it yes you don't don't just put it on in the
0: background you need yeah have the experience surround sound so i'm sitting on my couch and i'm by myself i got charles my dog with me and i'm just like i'm sitting back watching her in the corner like what the fuck is she gonna do what's happening what's happening and i only care about his traumatized ass who's like I just woke up. I broke my nose. What's going on? I have family trauma, uh, you know. And oh my god, that scene,
1: dude! Uh, yes,
0: so effective.
1: Yes. Okay. And you know what, folks? I don't think I want to spoil the rest of the of the ending. Okay, you just got to watch it. Uh, eventually, it does come to a uh, to a you know culmination at the end, uh, where you know it's revealed that they do bring forth the king in, in, of, of hell, and he's I don't even like saying it. I hate that shit. But uh, they bring him forth, and he's now in Peter, and there's a coven. Oh, got to share this real quick. Sorry. See, my mom and I share the love a love for horror movies, okay? Yes. We love horror movies. I mean, there's a specific type of horror movie that I can watch with my brother. Uh, he would never watch anything like this. He hates, like, uh, possession stuff like that, because we're, you know, the same. No, my mom and I can watch anything, okay? Caitlin as well. Okay. But my mom had seen this movie before I did, okay? She saw it in the theaters. And I always, I, I really trust my mom's uh, reviews and like, is it good or is it not good? But I think uh, we're starting to kind of drift as far as like what we can watch or like sometimes you're in the mood for something. No, I get it. And you, it's, But it's probably what A24 did. She went into it probably watching and wanting to see the scariest movie since The Exorcist. And it didn't happen, right? So She came out of the movie and uh, called me from Texas. And I was like, hey, what's going on? How is the movie? She's like, don't even waste your time with this movie. They shouldn't even have called it hereditary. They should call it old man's balls. I said, (laughs) what? (laughs) And she said, "Uh, yeah, because there's a bunch of old men naked and you can see their balls. And I'm not down with that. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So. In the beginning, I didn't watch it in theaters, but I watched... I mean, I have a pretty decent setup at home. So, like, I watched it. I watched it, right? It was fine. But I remember her saying that, and then I was like, where are the old men's balls? Like, throughout the whole movie, I'm like, where did did she get this from? Oh, you get old men's balls. You get them in in spades you get a lot of them at the end because it's the coven and they're all naked it's almost like the greasy strangler they're all naked and they're all smiling uh yes that's true what (laughs) no old man's balls old man's balls the most effective
0: well besides the smiling man the most effective naked people scene is there's a shot when uh peter comes back to the house from breaking his nose and it's daytime and then we get the same shot that flips to night. Oh, I love when they do that. They do yes. it twice in the movie. And then the house is completely surrounded by the naked cult members or the coven. And it's like, it's another one of those things. Like, okay, I'm watching the movie. Wait, did I see what I just think I saw? Like, you need to really watch this film because you're going to miss these little things and these little hints. And
1: but I wonder, is that a requirement if you're in a coven? Because not that I'm on the fringe of this joining one, a coven. Do you have to be naked? And, and then one. In this one, you do. Yes. But is it like, is it, I mean, you know, covens and stuff? You know, you know that <laughs> world. Because I just don't want to like mistakenly join a coven. They're like, all right, take your pants off, and I'm like, what if I didn't prepare for that? You know? How could you not prepare? Oh, I don't know. Like, what if I wasn't prepared that day? You got to, if you're gonna show off your stuff, you got to be prepared. All right. <laughs> Lance, look. Now I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like I probably would be the one that like threw like because there's some of them that are wearing like the sheet i'd be like one that was like oh i threw a sheet on like i'm still part of it but i have a sheet on because i'm like i don't need people to see on my bits Mm. i don't want people to see my do you want people to see your bits no but i don't need to prepare
0: to if i'm joining a cult i'm prepared you know that point. that's what i'm saying you're giving in i don't want them to be throwing
1: it upon me it's like hey just so you know you brought the cheese dip to the to the coven meeting, but also we're gonna pour the cheese dip on you. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh,
0: I get it, Danny. I I I understand. I understand where you're coming from.
1: Fuck you with you.
0: Um, <laughs> I, is there anything else you wanna? mentioned about this. Film. I really do feel like we could come back to this one and do a whole another episode once we I mean, watch it more and more, but I, I uh, think we
1: want to leave it on a good note. I do think that you and I are getting to a point where we are going to spoil some stuff because we get really excited about it, but there are some things that like, I don't think we need to spoil no. it all. Um, so please watch the movie. Like we said, if you are blessed enough to have a great system to where you can watch it, please do. Um, not that you need any of that stuff. We're not elitist, but you know, allow yourself to create that that space for this viewing because it does deserve it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right. So with that, Danny, what is our uh, rating going to be today? How many... Cakes? How many cakes? <laughs> how many cakes? How many pieces of cake do you give Hereditary? I give it five. You give it a five? Yeah. Yes. All right. Perfect. I give it a five as well. I'm so happy me and Danny are on the same oh, page yeah. on this one because I was... Definitely gonna give it a five as soon as I was done with the credits and I text Danny right away, like I, I love it. Actually you text me, like what would you
1: think? You text me right when the credits came
0: on. Oh, which, because
1: I, yeah, because I was watching you. Remember I told you I was in the corner. Oh, that's right. I was in the corner you of are, scene. I was uh, watching you, you watch creep. it.
0: Anyway, as soon as the credits hit, he goes, So what'd you think? And I went, It's first of all, I think it's creepy that you text me right when the credits roll up on this film. What Second of all, one of my favorite horror films now. So uh, probably my favorite new horror film in the
1: last several years. So uh, uh, this movie is is widely considered uh, to be one of the uh, greats, uh, new greats. So um, a lot of people love it. And uh, th- but again, a lot of people did not like it. And uh, my mom's in that bunch, too. Maybe just uh, maybe it requires a second viewing. Maybe not. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to please everybody.
0: I will say there it is a mood.
1: Uh,
0: I was telling Daniel, I'm like, God, I'm depressed again. You know, like it's it's family trauma and. The first good chunk of it until you get some shocking moments, you're like, What am I in store for? And there's just enough attractions, you know. What I mean, I, I use that word a lot like, What attractions are you adding? And that's the shock, that's the horror, you know, and all that. And there's so many in there that you're like, Okay, so oh, please- wait, wait, wait,
1: uh, real quick, remember when I uh, was like, Don't give me rice, you gave me chalk. Remember, I was like, Oh, that's part of the movie, just want to make sure. Uh, fuck Joan, by the way, she, uh, you know shows annie that she is uh channeling her grandson and she uses a chalkboard that's why okay oh yeah that was a really cool scene and
0: very challenging for the crew uh again there's a lot of a lot of backstory i am because of this i'm a fan of ari aster now i haven't seen midsummer yet but i will soon just because he takes care of so much detail this took him a few years to write this was not supposed to be his first film Um, and it wasn't
1: supposed to be a horror film you said
0: no it was all family trauma and it slowly morphed Uh, he kind of said like i see more of an opportunity with this being a horror film uh, becoming a horror film so those elements were added later and again like i i don't study but i do like to read a lot about the occult and cults and covens and and all that kind of stuff just for the knowledge of it and the creepiness of it and this guy really did his research across the board um, he really pushed his actors in a in a cool way, which I appreciate. I mean you know, say what you will about certain types of acting, but I just loved it for this film. Uh I'm a big fan of Alex Wolf because of this film. Yes, you are. You um, love the guy. I can't wait to see what he does next. So on that
1: That's uh yeah. Um Tony
0: Collette got robbed. Totally. That's Danny. I'm Lance reminding you to lock your doors, bolt your windows, and and join us next time in our Slasher's Paradise.
1: Hey, did you hear anything you
0: like? Thanks for listening to Slasher's Paradise tonight. Did you know that you can watch our podcast? Where? YouTube.com. If you go to YouTube.com, look up Slasher's Paradise, you'll find the Dead Candy page. And there you can see all of our podcasts,
1: as well as a few shorts that Danny and I have put out. While you're there, please subscribe. And while you are listening here, go ahead and find yourself that rate and review button. Five stars is what we would love for you guys to give us. And you know what? If you can't think of anything to say in the review, why don't you go ahead and put some recommendations and or requests of horror movies that you would love for us to talk about. If you'd like to find out more information about
0: Slasher's Paradise or Dead Candy, the producer of our show, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Dead Candy Fix. That's D-E-D, Candy Fix. Here's to you guys.
1: This is Slashers Paradise.
0: Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that.